Hi, this is Terrell Somerville, the lead pastor of Freedom Church. Welcome to our podcast. We hope you enjoy the message today and that you'd also take time to get plugged in to your local church. We believe you can't do life alone, so we learn to do life together. I also want to thank our givers who make this podcast possible. If you are blessed by this ministry, please consider subscribing, giving, and sharing this with your friends and family. God bless you. Good morning. It's good to see you guys. Thank you for coming to Freedom Church. Isn't the weather beautiful? Absolutely incredible. So, so glad. Love the month of October. Leaves changing, seeing the beauty of that coming out. And so just a wonderful, wonderful month. So uh, the fall is a favorite uh, time of year because that's when me and my wife met. We got married. Pound chicka pound now. Life's been good for 31 years with my beautiful wife. Love it, love it, love it. So anyway, we're doing, uh, having a great life together and enjoying this beautiful weather. And so I hope and pray that you're having a good day. Uh, so I want to just welcome everybody that's here. Let's welcome everybody that's watching online on the other side of the camera somewhere in the world. Thank you guys for watching. Be sure to fill out a connection card online. Let us know where you're viewing from. That would be really, really awesome. And uh, today we uh, continue this chaos series. And how many of you agree with me? 2020 has probably been the most chaotic year I've experienced. Would you raise your hand? So yes, that's, yes. I mean, it really is. And, you know, when you think about, uh, you know, wildfires, you think about tornadoes, you think about all the rioting from racism to COVID. I could just go on and on and on. A lot of stuff everybody's experiencing. Uh, so I, that's why I've, God laid it on my heart to talk about this. We talked about why chaos is, and it's basically due to sin, really, when it comes to things that we deal with as human beings started in the garden. And then uh, we talked about uh, matrimony, uh, chaos. We talked about parental chaos. Today, I want to take a step further. And I want to talk about, and God, God spoke to me in my heart. And, you know, when I thought about, man, when it comes to chaos and problems, Think about that, because when things get really chaotic, it's kind of hard to clearly think through problems and how you deal with them and, and what it is. And so if you want to understand the notes on this, be sure to go to the app right now. Uh, just go to our app. You can find the notes for today and the scriptures I'm using. But I want to say to you that uh, when you think about uh, problems, you know, we look at problems and we think, you know, if, if I'm going to be a Christian, it seems like God would just truly rescue me out of these things. Because when you mix chaos and problems, you got to think about it's an opportunity, though, not for God to erase your problems, but to give you the perspective that he wants you to have through the problems. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. And so, but before I do jump in, is there anybody here that will lift your hand and just say, man, I never, ever have any problems. Just lift your hand real high, real high. Anybody? Oh, yeah, I never have any problems whatsoever. Anybody? All right. Spencer, you didn't raise your hand, did you? He did? Okay. Spencer's coming up to teach message. I'm going to sit down. Come on up, brother. No, I'm just... <laughs> He's messing with me over there. But anyway, um, you know, because when it comes to life, you're, here's life. We're either coming out of a problem, we're in the middle of a problem or two or ten, or there's problems coming at you. And that's just life. I think all of you agree with me on that. Uh, but today, when you think about chaos, chaos is disorder and confusion. So if you have a myriad of disorderly things going on and you have a lot of confusion taking place in your life, how does that muddy the waters for problems to think through it clearly? You understand what I'm saying? So that's, that's what I want to talk about today because it's so important that we have to understand that problems aren't going to go away. But it comes from the perspective of our minds when we're dealing with problems because when it rains, it, it pours. 
When you think about our mind and how we think and how we process, the mind that God has given us is an amazing creation that he's given us our mind. We can handle billions and billions of bits of information at one time going on in our minds. And when we process, we can process hundreds of memories in our lifetime in just a millisecond. You know, a lot of people have said, you are what you think. However, that is backed up by Scripture. When you look at Scripture, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So what determines your life ultimately, listen to me closely, is your thought life in the direction that you're going. And that's what we're going to talk about and understand. It's not your background that determines your life. It's not your experiences necessarily. You can learn from those, but it's, it's not your background. It's not even your environment. It's not even your, what, what your heredity or anything like that. The Bible tells us in Romans 2, and I, we, I did a message just here recently on that, talking about how that it says that God, let God transform your mind and, uh, and transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So, when you think about problems and how problems come at you and the chaos mixes in that, how you think about your problems in life can mess up the chaos, with well, the chaos mess up your perspective. If you, maybe you're in a company and you thought that you would never get laid off, but you did even though there wasn't a downsize and you just wonder why you got the layoff. Or maybe it's a situation of where in your relationships, you never thought you'd be the one divorced because you were high school sweethearts but you find yourself alone. Or, or maybe through this COVID thing and, and the stay-at-home order and all those kind of things, maybe dep depression settled in on your life and you'd never been that person that was ever depressed. You always looked on the bright side, but yet it just kind of settled in your heart and mind. It kind of took you over in your life. Or maybe your health, you're really thinking, God, why did, how did I get here with my health? You know, I've always tried to do the right things. I've tried to eat right. I've tried to exercise. I've tried to do those kind of things to help me life. Or maybe through this time this year with everything being shut down, you have a business and you're trying to get your business back up and opening, but you're really sweating the difference because you're wondering, you know, is it going to close permanently? And that's our livelihood. Once again, no matter what problem you've got, the biggest problem is perspective. The biggest problem will always be perspective. Because when you think about it, the right perspective that you have, whatever you're dealing with, you can handle almost anything, okay? But the wrong perspective that you have when you come to dealing with problems in this life and you mix the chaos in, you can't handle almost anything. You just can't do it. So I want to take a look here at what Paul wrote in his second letter to the Corinthians, which is so applicable to what we're dealing with, especially in this year of 2020. Look what he says here in chapter 4 and verse 18. He says, I mean, I'm sorry, in chapter 4 and verse 8 and 9, he says, we're pressed on every side by troubles. How many of you agree with that? It seemed like troubles has been really big this year, right? He's saying it here. He said, we're pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. We're we are perplexed but not driven to despair. We're hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. You know, in my own personal life, those of you that are near me and, and I get to talk to those of you here, and if we just talk about life, when I get hit real hard by problems, and if I have multiple problems coming to me in multiple directions, it wigs me out. And I'll tell you, I have chest pains, and that's not good because I have an aortic aneurysm, and they tell me not to get wigged out. 
But I'll tell you, it's hard not to get wigged out sometimes. Y'all agree with me on these problems? You're thinking, especially you got one already going on, then another comes at you, another one hits you another direction. Man, all of a sudden, you, your perspective, it begins to shift to the natural, not the supernatural of who's in control of your heartbeat, who's in control of your life, who has your best interest in life, which is God. So I don't know about you, but... Man, that, that, that wigs me out a lot of times when, when problems come at me and they're multiplied and they just seem to come at you and they're coming and coming and coming at you. So I guess my question is for all of us here, and this is as much for me today as it is for any of you, how do we in this life, when chaos abounds, how do we keep from getting beat up by our problems? Think about that. It goes all back to perspective. Now, when you read on down and here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I want you to look at verse 18. This is the secret. Look at the person next to you and say, this is the secret. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Look at the person next to you and do this. Okay. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. We don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Once again, it's all about the focus that we have when we live in the natural, in this life, in this carnal life. And when things are tough, you and I have got to turn our minds, we've got to turn our attention, we've got to turn our vision to the eternal, not the external. Because I will tell you, if you do not make that shift today, the external will eat you up. It will destroy your mind, your thoughts, your processing of everything that you're doing in this life. I don't look at my problems. I look at the God who can solve my problems. I look for an opportunity to have a perspective that God is in control of what's going on here. Today, we're going to pull out several scriptures from the book of Psalms. And the writer David, if you did not know this, David wrote 73 of the 150 Psalms. Now, David and other writers, what they did, they poured out their true feelings that reflected a powerful life-changing relationship they had with God. Did you pull that out? They poured out their feelings to God that reflected a powerful relationship that they had with God despite what they were going through, despite what they were facing, despite how they were feeling in their life. The psalmist, what they did they confessed their sins and that what they would do in that process, when you read the Psalms, you will see that they expressed their doubt and fears and they say, God, would you help me in these times of distress, in these times of trouble, in these times that I feel like it, I'm not going to make it. All the while they were praising God during those times and worshiping God during those times. We're going to pull a few key verses from the psalmist on how that we today in the midst of all this chaotic stuff going on that we all deal with, how that we can handle the problems. And you might say, well, I really don't have any problems to solve. Let me help you out on that. Sometime back, I had a friend that told me the same thing. He told me, he says, I really just don't have any problems. That was his words. And then after that, not long after that, he lost everything he had 
financially. So be real careful about how you ever say that I don't have problems because God may put you through a test with problems in order that you have the humility to have a testimony. You follow me? If so, say yes. So how do we think clearly in the chaos? How do we get the right perspective that God would want us to have? That's what we're going to talk about today. And first and foremost, when your situation looks really depressing in your life, you have got to look at the goodness of God. He's a good God. Look up, tell him and say, God, you're a good God. Tell him that. Let's give him some praise right now because he's a good God. We love him. He is so good to us. He's given your heartbeat. He's given you your breath. He's given you the blessings that you have. You have no problem being able to have food to eat on the table. You have no problem to have a roof over your head and clothes to wear and a ride to go somewhere in without having to walk. I could go on and on about the blessings. He's a good, good God. He is so good to us. But so many times people get so depressed and so wigged out in their problems, that's all they look at. You know what, today, I praise God for caller ID. Don't you? Because you know when they're calling, they're going to try to wig you out and depress you too. Think about that. You know, you know, you know, really, I was, thinking about, when I, was, I was thinking about that this week, and I think, God, thank you, God, thank you, God, for caller ID. And I thought, have you ever really thought about yourself when you call somebody what their thoughts are of you? Think about that. You know, and if you think that they think what you think about them, then you might need to think about changing the perspective of what you're doing in order that they think of you different. And I'm not going to say that again, okay? But anyway, people get so wigged out and they get so depressed about things that they're going through. And a lot of times, it's just not that much. It's just you give too much attention to it. You follow me on that? Have you forgotten how good God is to you? But see, and, and I think it's especially in the U.S., we have this all or nothing thinking syndrome. One person criticizes you, then all of a sudden you move into a perspective, everybody hates me. That's what we do. When you exaggerate everything that goes on in your life, you know what you ultimately end up doing? You make your problems bigger than they really are. So it'd be like you and I go home today. We go home today. You go into your house and you turn on the faucet and there's no water. And you get all wigged out and you run out of the streets. The world is out of water. No, 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 no. You're just totally exaggerating something that's going on. Somebody's broke a main and they've cut you off. You know what I'm saying? That's just probably what it is. The healthiest emotion that you can have is an attitude of gratitude no matter what you face in this life. Being grateful, being thankful, count your blessings, not the curses. What we end up doing, we put the curses above the blessings and it overshadows what God's already doing good in your life. And if you have a problem between blessings and curses, I'll tell you what, I challenge you. Go home today and put a column here, put blessings, draw a line, put curses, and you begin to write them down. And if your blessings do not outweigh your curses, come and see me. I'll spend some time with you, and I'm going to help you change your perspective, okay? Because I promise you that in this life, because we get so fixed on the natural, and we don't realize that God has so much for us, and it's not just for this life, it's an eternal 
God that He has so much for us. The focus has got to be on the goodness of Almighty God. And, and bad things are going to happen. They are. But I understand that God has your best interests at heart. He loves me. He loves you. And I want you to know that He only wants good for you and for me in this life. Not everything that happens in this life is going to be good. It's just not going to happen. But God's plan for your life and for my life is always good. And He can bring something really good out of things that's going on in your life, out of the bad, if you will just simply trust Him. See, I think a lot of times when it comes to trust, we get burned by humans and we put God in the same category. Follow me on that. We get burned by humans we see and do life with and interact with, so we want to put God that we cannot see, that has an eternal perspective for our lives, so we put God in the same category. And that is a huge mistake on anyone's part that would ever categorize God with a human that burned you and hurt you and broke the trust that you had in them in your life. Have there been people in your life that meant bad for your life? Absolutely. There are people that do that. They may have mistreated you. They may have hurt you. They may have lied about you. They may have stabbed you in the back. They may have cheated you or cheated on you. But understand this in this life, they meant bad for you, but God means good for you because He's a good God. And He's bigger than any problems you're ever going to go through in this life. So you got to stop focusing on the people who hurt you and quite, quit giving them a great big uh, picture of your life and giving them a great focus in your life. Life is full of disappointments and life's not going to always go as you and I plan it to be. What do you do when you face these depressing days and you just want to sit on the couch and watch TV and eat bonbons? What do you do in those moments? You got to focus on the goodness of God. Because he's a good God and he loves us. Psalm 31, 19 says, how great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. Fear meaning to honor them and honor and reverence for God. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. There are so many people that will watch you that are not Christians. And they watch to see how you're going to handle life when life hits you square between the eyes when you're professing Christian. They're going to watch to see how you handle it. All eyes are upon you and me whenever we're Christians. And they're going to see how we're going to handle the situations that we face in life. One of the craziest things that, of a great perspective of God was when Lily, my oldest daughter, after she graduated high school, her classmate, Noah Wilson, was killed in a motorcycle wreck. Him and his girlfriend, good Christian boy. His father's a friend of mine. He graduated, I think, a year or two before I did, and he's a pastor. And you know what Noah's sister said about Noah's passing? She said, I'm jealous that Noah got there before I did. What an eternal perspective. It's hard to stomach and think like that, isn't it? But when you're thinking about the goodness of God and you're not thinking about the external, that's what happens when you think about the eternal of Almighty God. So, when you look at this verse here, if you're a believer, 
and you have given your heart to Christ, you have been born again, you've had your name written in the book, nothing ever happens by accident for a believer. Even bad things that happens that other people cause, God means for good in your life. God doesn't have bad plans for my life. God doesn't have bad plans for your life. And you know, when you think about the temptations that we have, the oldest temptation that we have is doubting the goodness of God. It started in the garden when the enemy came to Eve and started telling her all these things and tempting her, and you won't die if you partake in that fruit, all those things. You know God is not, you know, he's holding out on you. So the temptation started there to doubt the goodness of God. And I promise you that Satan will try to get you to doubt God's goodness on a regular basis. You've got to shun his very appearances and tell the evil one to get behind you. He is not for you. He is against you. All he wants to do is steal, kill, and destroy your life. So you've got to tell him to go to hell where he's going to spend eternity. He's the only one you can tell that to. You just got to let him know. You just go straight to hell, enemy. I'm going to live for my great God until I get out of this life and spend eternal life with God. So if God is so good, though, people always want to say, why did he allow this to happen to me? That's what people always say. Why did he allow my loved one to die? They were so young. Why did he cause me to not and, and allow it not to happen to where that I could not get the promotion? I've been here for over a decade. This young whippersnapper comes in and he ain't been there no time. He got my promotion. I was on that promotion. Or why is it that, that this accident happened or why this happened? If God is so good, why did he allow that? You, when you put yourself in that perspective, you're doubting the goodness of God that God has for you. And when life doesn't make any sense, when life you try to figure it out but you can't, you don't understand it, when it seems like a senseless tragedy that's going on in your life, that's when you've got to trust God that God is a good God and he knows what's best for you and he knows what you, get this, don't know. Let me say that again. He knows what you and me don't know. You've got to trust him. Focus on the goodness of God instead of focusing and give full attention to the problems that's happening in your life. Thank God in the midst of the problems for his goodness. You know, I mean, those of you that know and been here very long, you know I've had some severe back issues for quite some time. And I mean, I'm just going through all kinds of processes and praying and seeking God and, and I'm believing for my healing and I'm believing for God to do something about it. And Shannon and I had the opportunity to build a house here in Gallatin and, and um, you know, I knew that, you know, that we were going to be selling our home and, um, you know, and then I, I thought, wow, God, I said, I, I, I mean, we sold homes before and, and they want you out just immediately when you close at the table. You know what I'm talking about, those of you that sold a home and. And I thought, you know what, God, I, I just know you're a good God. And I said, God, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray, God. And I did. I prayed. I said, God, I want to sell my home to somebody that's going to let me stay in it until my house is done. That's, that's what I prayed. And, every, and, and I told uh, uh, Stacy here, I told him that. He says, I said, what do you do? He says, you take the money, put it in the bank, and get out. And I thought, well, man, I understand what you're saying. But I started praying and praying and praying. God, I can't do this. My back hurts. It's hard. I don't want to move twice and all that. Well, let me tell you how good God is. God brought us one showing, it showed to the first person, sold to the first person, and I'm standing in the house 
till October 31st and we close this past week. That's my God and he's a good God and he looks out for you when, you want to, when you're seeking him and trying to do his will. But what happens when things like that don't happen? What happens whenever other times you pray and, and those prayers weren't answered for you the way you prayed it? I still believe in you, God. I still love you, God. I know you love me. I know you want what's best for me. And you, God, listen, are worthy of my trust no matter what the circumstances or the outcome's ever going to be. You're a good God, and I'm going to love you, and I'm going to praise you through the process. Even when things seem unreasonable, things seem difficult, things seem impossible, no matter what it is, if you care about it, pray about it. But you praise God all the way through the process. You trust him and you focus on his goodness because he's a good, good God. So not only when days look depressing and focusing on the goodness of God, whenever your situation looks defeating, you need to think about the greatness of God. Just how great he is. He's a great God and our great God, even when failures hit you in life. And because of those failures, sometimes you continue giving it so much attention. Listen to me. You run out of energy. You run out of energy in those times and you don't know where to turn. And sometimes you just feel like just throwing in the towel. You feel like just giving up in those times. And, and have you ever said this? And I want to ask you to be honest with me and lift your hand. How many of you have ever said this, this, this sentence? What's the use of trying? I have. What's the use of trying? I think we've all been at that point in time in our lives that we've said that. Why should I try to change my marriage? It looks like it's going to end anyway. Why should I try to connect with my kids? It just seems like there's a disconnect and every time I'm trying to be close to them. Why in the world should I keep trying to send out? I've sent out 55 resumes and it seems like I can't even get my career started, but that's what I've got my bachelor's degree in. Why in the world even try? I prayed about my health problem. It seems like God's not hearing my prayers or I've tried to change my life. I've tried to change my, my life. I've tried to become a better person. It seems like I keep failing to the addictions. What do you do when that sense of failure comes in your life? Think about a trapeze artist. A trapeze artist has no room for failure. But you know what they have? They have one thing going on down below them. A net. A net. And the, and the greatness of God is that his hands are great enough to be able to catch you no matter what the failure is that's came into your life. Look at Psalm 147 and 5. It says, how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. Chris Tomlin read that and wrote this song. But anyway, how great is our God. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond, listen, beyond comprehension. We can't even comprehend what he, you got to stop focusing on the problem and start focusing on God's power. You got to stop focusing on the situation and you got to focus on the Savior. You got to stop focusing on what you can't do and focus on what God can do. That's where it's got to change in that perspective. When's the last time that you lifted your eyes just a little above the problems? To be able to see what our great God can do no matter 
what you're going through. Psalm 69, verse 13 through 15 says, But I keep praying to you, Lord, hoping this time you will show me favor. In your unfailing love, O God, answer my prayer with your sure salvation. Rescue me from the mud. Don't let me sink any deeper. Save me from those who hate me and pull me from these deep waters. Don't let the floods overwhelm me or the deep waters swallow me or the pit of death devour me. God, you can. Say that up and look up to heaven and say, God, you can. Say it again. God, you can. God, you can. And I know that he can. People all the time saying, how in the world am I going to get out of this one? No doubt in a crowd of people this size or those of you that's watching via the internet, how in the world am I going to get out of this one? And you think, you know what, even God, it would be tough for him in this situation. I think our, our mind migrates to that in our lives. You got to go back and look what it says in Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 27. It says, I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples, all the peoples of the world. Do you hear that? So that, hey, if you're people, look at the person, they, look at the person they too and say, are you a person? If not, let us know. We'll need to know that. That's important information. Okay. Okay. It says all the peoples of the world. He's not just, he's not just speaking here to God's chosen people. He said, all the peoples of the world, is anything too hard for me? God is saying, that's the question, is anything too hard for me to do? That's what God is asking here in this verse. Maybe you're facing an impossible situation and you're wondering how you're going to live your life and how you're going to get through this. You've got to trust the God of the impossible. You've got to trust the one that spoke the earth into existence, that set the earth into motion, that put the moon out there and the stars out there and the birds in the air and the sea and separated land and sea. You've got to let the one that's in control, let him have control of your life and understand that he is the very one that can take a situation and turn it around because it's the Savior named Jesus and he has the power and through his blood and he shed it on Calvary, forgave you of your sins and set you up to where that you can not only have eternity, but you can have a great life now. Why would you question what God wants to do in your life? Why? He's a good God and he's a God, it's a great God. And he wants to do great things in our life. But you've got to get away from that external perspective and you've got to have the eternal perspective in your life. And understand that God is a God who says, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. He can do anything. So you've got to decide now. Look at the person next to you and tell them, decide now. Can't live in indecision. You've got to decide now. I'm not going to focus on my problems. I'm not going to focus on my failures. I'm not. I'm just going to focus on God's power. If I'm going to be overwhelmed, listen to this. This is what you're going to say. If I'm going to be overwhelmed, I'm not going to be overwhelmed by my problems. I'm going to be overwhelmed by the greatness of Almighty God. That's what I'm going to be overwhelmed with. The greatness of Almighty God. So important. The last thing is this. When your situation looks dark, you need to think about the closeness of God. I know for me and I know for you and all of us at some point in time in your journey in this life, you have felt that you were all alone and you were in this by yourself. You even wondered, was God anywhere near you? I want to take away and dispel that unhealthy thinking and tell you, 
God is always there, even in your darkest, hardest moments in your life. There's a lot of people in this world, people have dark days. People have fear that overwhelms them. People have financial situations, they wonder how they're going to make it. People have situations where that they lose their best friend in marriage and they wonder why this loneliness is coming in or, or why this illness is coming in and it seems like it's not getting better, but it's, it's getting worse. Where are you, God? Have you ever had a dark day or maybe a dark month or maybe some of you would tell me if we sat down for coffee, it's been a dark year. You know, I've had a lot of pain in my life, Finan uh, a lot of pain as far as my, my health. And uh, thank God for spare parts. I mean, man, they're good. I got two hips right here that are, that are uh, I got two uh, uh, hip replacements. Thank God for spare parts, man. I'm, I feel like a brand new man. I feel like, I feel like the six million dollar man. I mean, you know, I feel real good. But still I have other aches and pains. But you know what? When I begin to take that external perspective I have to go back and say you know what God I am going to get a brand new body I'm going to get a body unlike I can ever imagine there ain't going to be no aches and pains in that body I'm going to be able to have the greatness of what you're doing in my life you're going to be close to me you're going to do great things in me and even when I have those moments I go back and I change my perspective how do you make it though how do I make it through those tough times when I begin to moly grub <laughs> Let me tell you what you do. You praise your way through the pain. You praise your way through the pain, whether it's physical pain, financial pain, relational pain, even professional pain. You praise your way through the pain. You praise your way through the process of what you're going through in this life and understanding that one day you're going to get that new body. One day you're going to go to heaven. One day you're going to have a mansion in glory. One day you're going to spend time with Almighty God for eternity, and you're going to get to meet Jesus, the Savior, face to face. And where the sun is, there will be no darkness anymore. There will be no more depression. There'll be no more sin. There'll be no more AIDS. There'll be no more cancer. There'll be no more COVID-19. It'll be gee, the power of Almighty God. He's going to light up the city. There's three gates on the north, three gates on the south, three gates on the east, three gates on the west, and nobody or anything's ever going to penetrate the Almighty place of heaven because we're going to be there with God to praise Him for 10,000 years and 10,000 and 10 million and 10 billion more because eternity is of God. Eternity is of God. Eternity means world without end. So you got to think that one day, woo, I'm not going to have to be here and deal with this any longer. I'm not going to have to deal with them. I'm not going to have to deal with him. <laughs> I'm not going to have to deal with her. <laughs> I'm not going to have to deal with this situation over here. I'm not going to have to look at my checkbook and have negative zeros in it. I'm not going to have to worry about when my job goes. I'm not going to have to worry about where I live. I'm not going to have to worry about the separation of things going on in my family. One day all that will be gone. Will be gone. Psalm 112 says, verses 1 through 8, praise the Lord. All right, let's, I'll tell you what I want to do right now. I want us to stand up. And I want us to praise the Lord. Can we do that? Those three words are my, 
it's okay. You can stand up. I know some of you are half asleep. It's you had a hard week. Me too. But let's praise the Almighty God. Let's praise the Lord. Let's give Him praise today, church. Come on now. Lift His name to heaven. He is a good God. He is a great God. He is a God that's always close. We give Him praise and we give Him honor and we give Him glory. Glory be to our Holy Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you. Y'all can sit down. I want you to stretch for a second there. That was all. But anyway. Praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. Now, when you settle in your minds that God is going to take care of you no matter what, you have to say, God, I know that I don't have the answers, but God, you do. You don't have to have everything figured out, but God's already got it figured out. And whenever you go through dark times, you are not alone. God cares for you. And when God cares for you, God cares because God's aware and he's always close to you. So whenever you feel the most alone, whenever you feel hurt, whenever you feel downtrodden, whenever you feel abandoned, whenever you feel that you're totally misunderstood that is when God is the closest to you in your life he will never leave you he will never forsake you he will go with you even to the end of this world God is close Psalm 34 and 18 says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted he rescues those whose spirits are crushed there's no doubt in my mind that some of you have plotted an escape route before just love to plot the escape route to leave what's going on to get away from your troubles to get away from the pain to try to get away from the grief to try to get away from the the hurt of the loss to try to get away from the sorrow you're feeling to try to get away from failures whether it's somebody else's fault or your own undoing or maybe it's been rejection or maybe just in your life there's times that you just want to escape because you're feeling less than. Here's what I want to encourage you about. You plus God is the majority. And I want you to remember that. You plus God is the majority. I love what Psalm 37 and verse 34 says in the Passion Translation. It says, so don't be impatient for the Lord to act keep moving forward steadily in his ways and he will exalt you at the right time and when he does you will, pos you will possess every promise including your full inheritance you'll watch with your own eyes and see the wicked lose everything here's what I want to tell you at Freedom Church we don't give cheap answers here and we definitely don't give false hopes and I want you to understand that problems in life, they don't arrive overnight. And they certainly don't go away overnight. But I've had people ask me this question and 
over two decades of ministry. Pastor, why don't God just make the problems go away? As I've counseled with people that have lost loved ones, I've counseled with people that have terminal illnesses, counseled with people that's done everything they could do to hold on to their marriage, but it's still falling apart. I could go on and on and on. Why don't God, Pastor, just make the problems go away? And I will tell you that from God's eternal perspective, not from your external perspective, God has lessons that He wants all of us to learn in the natural to be able to have that supernatural perspective. God is more interested in your character than your comfort. God's goal isn't to make any of our lives easy, but to build your character and make you strong. But most of all, to make you like his son, Jesus Christ. And in the dark times is where you learn. You'll never learn anything in the successful times. It just will not happen. And while you're waiting on God, don't ask, God, why is this happening to me? You say, God, what is it you want to teach me in these dark times I'm living in? Romans 8 and 35 in a Passion Translation says, Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? (laughs) Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love toward us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. See, ultimate expression of the goodness and the greatness and the closeness of God is what Jesus did on the cross. And when I think about Jesus leaving heaven and coming down the stairway of heaven, being born, putting on skin, and living in this life, and at the age of 30, doing a three-year ministry that is still changing lives today. But it all changed when he said and stretched his arms out and said, I love you this much. Can you imagine someone taking a lead tip whip and beating you on your body till your organs literally show out your back? Could you imagine someone taking a roofless, rusty nail and driving it through your hand here and suspending you to a cross? Can you imagine the ridicule that you would feel when God's people walked in front of a cross and says, He saved others, why don't He save Himself? All the while, the pain, the agony, the reproach stretched on a cross, only able to breathe in, but not being able to exhale. Dying for me and you, knowing that any moment he could have called 12 legions of angels and took him off the cross. What kept him there? His love for me and his love for you. That is the greatest expression 
of the goodness and the greatness and the closeness of God because I believe with all my heart when he was on that cross you and me was on his mind he did it for us he loved us this much it says in Ephesians 2 4 through 8 it says but God is so rich in his mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead it is only by God's grace that you have been saved for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus so God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is the gift. It is a gift from God. Can we say, thank you, Jesus? Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love him. We praise him today. So it is the Lord's Supper that is a reminder of the generosity of God. He never asked us to remember his birth, even though we do, and it's a wonderful time of the year. But he asked us to remember his death that he gave his life for us. And in just a few moments, we're going to ask you to come that wants to, it's open communion table, but it's just for believers. And if you're not a believer yet, if you come and partake, how can you worship and praise a king you do not know? But you have the opportunity if you're here today to be able to do that. So I'm gonna ask you to stand where you're at and we're gonna pray. And as you stand, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 28 29, it says, That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you're eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. So in just a moment, we're going to do that. But right now, let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We praise you so much. We honor you so much. God, we thank you that you are a good God. You're a great God and you're close to us even when our hearts are broken the most. I want to pray, God, for everyone here that's in the middle of chaos and problems seem to be abounding, God. Bless them right now, God, to have that new eternal perspective, not the external perspective. God, I pray that you're going to be with them and you're going to help them through whatever they're facing. Right now, would you lift your hand as we continue to pray and say, I just, I, I'm just facing a lot right now, and I need that new perspective in my life. Just lift your hand toward heaven and say, I need that new perspective in life. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, bless them right now as they seek your face and what's going on in their life to get a new perspective on what they're going through. An opportunity, God, to let you know that you're good, you're great, and you're close no matter what they're going through. If you're here before we go into this time of reminding us of God's generosity. I want to tell you, if you have not given your life to Christ and you're watching on the other side of that camera, Jesus lived a perfect life. Jesus lived a sinless life. And he shed his life's blood on a cross. He died and he rose again on the third day. He was in a borrowed tomb and he was the perfect sacrifice for everyone's forgiveness of sins. 
You can't earn it, can't work for it, and it's only as I've just read by grace that you are saved. So I want to challenge you to call upon him today. Would you pray to him right where you're at and say, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life. I'm examining my life, and I want to know you in my heart. Tell him, say, Lord, would you please forgive me of my sins? Would you transform me? I give you my life. My life is yours. Save me. I surrender now. Now, if you felt the power of Almighty God come through your soul, He just gave you salvation. He just wrote your name in His book. He just gave you peace and purpose and a plan that He gave you before you were ever born, and He knew you would be here this moment. So now that you're a believer, you can celebrate a king that you do know. Father, we thank you for these elements, God, and uh, we're about to partake. And I thank you for each one here. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hello, Pastor Jim here. I just wanted to come on and thank you for listening and help answer the question, what next? If you gave your life to Jesus today, we would love to take that journey with you. Simply text the word SAVED to 615-900-2176. And make sure to follow us through the week on our social media accounts at Freedom Church TN. We love you. Have a blessed week. Hello, Pastor Jim here.